Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to the chat line on YouTube. And whatever your questions or comments are, I can deal with them. James will get them to me and I'll respond. All right. So I appreciate that. And good morning to everybody here again. Um, it's a nice day in L.A., by the way. It's really, really a nice day. And I'm not, I don't want to rub any incense. I know a lot of folks back east are real cold right now. I think. I think it's still snowing back there or something. But um, I, I'm going to get to my biblical question today. I have a biblical question. All right. And it's going to be for next week. It's for this week on my radio show as well. Um, anybody have any questions or comments for me before I get rolling with my thing? Because I don't like you to come and just be preached at. You know, if you, you know, I don't know what your needs are if you don't tell me. And then you get in the habit of just, of just coming to church and I'll just be preaching and you won't get any help. All right. Um, so here's what I do there. Nobody has anything, right? All right. So my first question to you out there and here is, um, I don't know if I'm beginning to the anger thing or anything like that, but my question is, how many of you have anger still? You still haven't gotten over it completely. Okay. And you, and the rest of you have? You have no anger? Um, I don't, I don't think so. That's a, it's, a, it's a hard one. That's a what? It's a tough one because when you're, when you, you know when you have anger, you know it. But when you don't have anger, it's harder to know. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know how to explain that. Um, can the things still get to you? Mm, to the level they're supposed to get to me, I think, but not to a beyond that. Like to the level where I'm supposed to do something or if I'm supposed to react, but not to the point where I'm supposed to be angry. I don't know what you mean. I know it's I, it's hard to explain, I guess. Do things still get to you? Not not a lot, no. Not this is getting to me, no I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Things do not get to you at all. No. Not at all. No. You're in church. Yeah. God is watching. Sure. Alright. So you nothing gets to you at all. No. No? No? no. I can't hear you. Yep, nothing. Nothing at all, ever. Oh, in the past, yeah, of course. No, not in the past, ever. In the past, meaning last night and yesterday? Probably. Things got to you? No, no, it, it was... The, smells get to me. I can't stand people who stink. But that's just me. I have really sensitive How many senses. people are you around that stinks? Oh, my... <laughs> I don't, just too many people. I don't run into people like that. No, but it's it's just that's just me. I'm just I notice things and I'm like, okay, well that's you, Paul, and uh, okay. go move on. And all right. So you say you have no anger at all? No, I, I don't mean that. But for the most part, I feel like I have no anger. But of course, uh, I can't hear you. Of course, I get angry here and there. Uh, 
Uh, okay. but, but I'm much quicker to, like, even if somebody cuts you off in traffic or something like that, like before I might get all been out of shape. But now I just kind of let it go. It's not a big deal. So, uh, okay. I mean, I may never be 100% perfect. Of course, you have instances where you may get a little angry. But right. I think I get over it pretty quick because it's just not important. I'm not an angry person. No. But you do have it. I suppose there's, yes, at times you get angry. Yeah. You, you, you get angry at times? Well, like I said, yeah, just a, a situation, but it dissipates pretty quickly because I'm a different person now, so right. I handle it differently, and I feel like I'm growing in that. But oh, okay. I may not be perfect 100% at this point. All right. So um, how about you, Mary? you have anger? I don't I, – I'm, I'm not sure that I have anger anymore. I just have, like – a response to things, but I, I don't find myself just being angry. When you say a response to things, what do you mean? Like, for instance, if somebody cuts me off when I'm driving, I go, How come everybody use the nice, clean car cut-off thing? Well, they don't really, use the real stuff. Well, the real <laughs> stuff. Well, I do have, like, for instance, my, my friend Shari, you know, she's been here once. Um, she, whenever she, she always says something and we're disagreeable, but I don't get angry with her anymore because I know she doesn't she doesn't know what she's saying. But in other words, she doesn't know you still have anger? what she's talking about. You still have the spirit inside of you no. of anger? No, I you have no I anger at all. It. I don't feel it. I'm sorry? I don't feel it. You don't feel it? Right. Uh, so yeah, does that mean you don't have any? I I would I would hope. But I don't I d I don't really know. Uh, you don't, I don't know. Really know. I, this is why you got to know yourself. But but I'm but as I'm knowing myself, I notice that I don't have that same kind of like feeling that I used to have when I got angry with people. So well, now I realize that you they have a sweeter spirit. Mm, yeah. Oh. But I but I'm saying I I, I know it's <coughs> they're not trying to make me mad. They just. That's just who they are, and so I have to just accept that, and then just not uh, okay. be, be mad about it. And so, uh, let me see the hands of those again who have it. You know, you have it. Oh, okay. This is so good, and I'm gonna tell you why I'm asking this question in a minute. Um, I'll tell you why I'm asking it. I have a reason for this. It's a very important reason too. Um, this young lady just came. Do you have anger? I know you're a, a Christian lady, right? <laughs> yes. You are, right? And do you still have anger? Um, you know, I, to be honest with you, I had a session with you, and I think... You had a session with a, me? What? You had what with me? Uh, the session, the, um, an appointment. Oh. Um, but you never make it. But I didn't do what? You had an appointment with me? Oh, yeah, I made the appointment. No, we had a counseling session. Oh. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah, okay. that's <laughs> yeah. right. Okay, and, I got you. Um, you know, within that counseling session, you brought us some simple things. Uh, and, you know, before it was over, it was like, uh, where, where is the anger? And, um, but later on, I began to think about things, and I continued on with what you had counseled me on, uh -huh. and everything else just dropped away. So I cannot think that I, I, I don't know if I have any right now. It could be some lurking around somewhere, but I don't feel it. Uh -huh. so. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, because, um, you know, I'm continuing to um, 
have thoughts and apply what you said. And the more that happens, the freer I become. Yeah. Uh-huh. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. Isn't that true? Oh, I think so. We are, you might <laughs> need two sessions at best. You might need two. Isn't that true? Well, yes, because it, it, you know, the way you counsel, it frees you. It puts the power back in your hand. Yeah. And uh, although, like, you may think you already know this and you go on, um, sometimes you need help. Yeah. You know, no matter how good you've been in the past. Yeah. And you're like, I've been real good with certain things in the past, but sometimes when you get bogged down in your own issues, you think you got it. Uh, but I don't think that's really what's happening. I don't think you got it. I was counseling <laughs> with a woman out of Philadelphia, I think, and somewhere. And that by the time the hour was up, she was like so free. And she's like, wow, this is so nice. I know you say we might not need but one, maybe two at best. Can I call you just for a second one anyway? I'm like, yeah, you can. But, but you're right. It's an awakening that, we hap- that happens during the counseling session. And that's what I want people to do is to wake up. Mm-hmm. Well, once you wake I- up, you don't need mankind anymore. Say that again? Once you wake up, you don't need human beings anymore. Well, that's what I thought when I was in trouble. You know, like, it was like, oh, no, I can handle this. You know, well, you had an awakening. You hadn't awakened yet. I hadn't awakened? Right. Okay, well, so right. you've got me awakened. And to be honest with you, a follow-up appointment just to see what else is going on is not out of the question. Right. <laughs> but I'm very happy <laughs> okay. with the counseling session. No problem. Have. No okay. problem. All right. Yes, James. You have somebody online? Yeah, but it's a separate issue. Oh, Okay. Let me ask the second part of my question, then okay. I'll come back to that. Oh, well, maybe I should take it now, so once I get rolling, uh-huh. I'll get an interruption. Yes. All right, great. Alex Calloway gave a super chat donation, by the way. Thank you, Alex. He says, I do the silent prayer, and I forgave my mother, so I want to get married and start dating. You preach that God will find me a wife, and the woman should be five to ten years younger. I like this girl, but she's five months older. Should I go for it or wait? <laughs> First of all, you want to get dating and then get married. Not get married and then start dating. Um, five months older, James? Yeah. Five months older. You know what? Check it out. Give it a try with no sex. Leave the sex part out and you'll be fine. All right? No sex. I don't recommend, because women mature faster than men, uh, and women need the man to be the man. But if if she's older than you, I don't don't know how you're going to catch up. (laughs) Especially with men being so immature nowadays. Especially nowadays. But give it a try, have a little fun, see what happens. All right? And if it looks like it's turning into a mama-son relationship, Run, don't walk. Get away. So let me ask, uh, of those who said that they're angry, how many of you give out spiritual advice? You know how you meet people, you talk to someone. How many of you give out spiritual advice? Okay. You don't give out spiritual advice? Uh-huh. No, not anymore. <laughs> and you, do you... You do not give out spiritual advice. Why not? Because you're a Christian, right? Yes. And why don't you give out spirit, spiritual advice? Nobody's asked me. 
I don't think they want to know. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So you don't even try. If I I have a friend who we talk about spiritual things, uh-huh. and I we talk about whatever. But for people that I don't have a spiritual conversation with, I don't interject it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you say you give out spiritual advice? Uh, let's go here. Do you still have anger? Not when I'm giving out spiritual advice. <laughs> <laughs> I, keep it, I keep it under wraps during that time so I can look like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, you still have anger? Yes. And why do you give out spiritual advice if you still have anger? Because I feel I'm a wellspring of spiritual knowledge, um, getting it, getting it secondhand, but still hearing it. Um, I, I've been hearing uh, excellent spiritual knowledge for many years, and so you know, I I think I have that knowledge to give, but. In the mix of that, I forget that it doesn't get across if I don't have the right spirit. I'm, I'm, st- I'm starting to catch on to that. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that it's not just the knowledge and hear, go hear this man. Cause they don't even want to hear from you if you don't have it yourself. Well, why are you like, giving out then? Uh, knucklehead. I'm uh, just, you know, it's a hard lesson to learn because the ego wants to have something worthwhile to give. Okay. You know. Whether they want it or not. Uh, why do you give out uh, spiritual advice if you still have anger? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't occur to me that, you know, if something angers me maybe two days ago, that I shouldn't talk to my friend who's trying to talk to me now. You should what? Like, it doesn't occur to me to not give advice about life, which, you know, you're talking about spiritual advice or spiritual knowledge, because, you know, something angered me two days ago. Oh, I shouldn't. It just doesn't occur to me that I shouldn't do that. How do you know what you're giving out is true if you still have anger? Um, well, I certainly wouldn't do it if I was angry in that moment. And um, I guess the best way I can answer that is it just feels right. I'm not thinking about what I'm saying. Uh, it makes them feel better. It makes them see a little tiny bit. And if it doesn't, I just leave it alone. But if, it hasn't, if you still have anger, it means that it hasn't worked for you. Why would you think it will work for others and give that information out if it hasn't worked for you? Right. That makes sense right here, right now. But I'm just saying... Let's say a week ago, uh, somebody asked me about something. It didn't occur to me that, uh, well, since I still have one iota of anger and I'm not a real Christian, I can't respond to you. You know Do what I mean? You, so you only give out spiritual advice when you ask? You know, have a volunteer just give out advice? Um, I don't know. I would say whenever uh, I'm talking to people and... They say, well, I think this, I think that. I, I talk about uh, the importance of family, and I, that to me is spiritual advice. It's a spiritual connection. I don't talk about that way. I don't say God and, you know, First Timothy and things like that. But, you do, but the knowledge that you have, you do give that out 
even if people don't ask, you still talk to them about the knowledge you have? I don't know. Uh, Maybe, but uh, it's definitely not a... um, You know, I'm not jumping to that all the time. That, that that's not something I do. Uh, but you do it at times. Perhaps I'll I'll take that. Sure. No, I, no, I don't no, no. Take anything. I'm just asking. Oh, I, I don't know. This year, so. the theme is to get to know yourself, and so I have a reason for asking this, and so, because you got to get to know yourself. Otherwise, you're not going to know God. Um, and so, go ahead. I, I just don't know. You Maybe don't know do. if you're doing it or not? Correct. You don't know if you give out the information, the knowledge you have about spiritual things voluntarily? Right. Or if it's like uh, an answer, or if it's... Uh, it's usually not, I don't think, a question like, uh, what should I do about not knowing myself? It's it's not like that. We're just talking about, oh, I'm lonely, I'm this, I'm that, and then it goes to that. So maybe that is me volunteering it. Do you... Uh, do you ever tell people, oh, you need to stop hating your mother, you need to stop hating your father, and all that kind of stuff? Um, I have, if, if it gets like deep into the conversation, and they say something like, I don't know why I am this way, I'm becoming like my mother, and I hate that I'm becoming like my mother. Then I'll say, you know, you need to forgive her, you need to see... Check out this video by Jesse Lee Peterson, that's what I do. I don't... Um, and so do you ever volunteer that kind of information before we get into a deep conversation? No. You, you never I talk think to people, people about that? I don't want to hear that. You never talk to people about that? I don't know about never. I could be lying right now, and I don't want to add lying to my <laughs> list of sins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, sure. Uh, uh, Robbie, you have anger? Yeah. Uh, hold on a minute. You do? Yeah. And, uh, and do you ever give out spiritual advice? No. You don't ever give it out to I anyone. I don't. I never give out spiritual and advice. And why not? Because I am not worthy of giving out spiritual advice if I have anger. You're not worthy? Yes. Go sit next to Raymond. Thank you. No, I'm kidding, Rob. That's uh, what made you stop giving it out? Because you, you've been a Christian ever since I met you, right? Um, sort of, yeah. And, before, and you used to give it out at one time. Yeah. And what made you stop? Because uh, as I started coming to Bonn, uh, I kind of realized that I didn't know everything, you know, about like what I was going through and some aspects of my life where I still didn't understand, still had some anger, and I realized that I was talking about things I didn't know about. Oh, interesting. Yep. Um, Dave, you have a question? Someone had a question about that or something? Yeah. Okay. And here we go. This is so interesting to me. Really interesting. All right. Jeffrey is asking, should we even give out spiritual advice? Are we obligated to? Or is it best for us to just be quiet? <laughs> Good question. So here's why. I'm going to get to that. Jeffrey, right? Yeah. Jeffrey. I'm going to get to that, Jeffrey. I'm on my way to it. So what happened is this week I spoke with a, a man who is, uh, uh, comes here to this church. And um, he was telling me that um, there's a lot going on that I, I don't know. He thought I knew about it, I guess. I don't know. But he was saying that um, he was saying that somebody was telling him 
This is what happened whenever churches and things get together. People go to church or organizations and they hear the speaker speak. And it is all true what the speaker said, right? And so after the event is over, after church is over, people tend to get in groups and still talk about the stuff. And they be speaking the truth as though they know it. And then they start giving out advice. Mm-hmm. And, and then the hearers start taking the advice. And when they take the advice, life goes to hell in a handbasket. And so I'm thinking about that. Like, this is so interesting. For example, he was telling me that, and I don't know if it's true or not. I'm just telling you, this got to stop. It really has to stop. It's a shame, really. But he was telling me that um, one of the members here go on Facebook or online and stalk him or something like that. Like contact his people online and all that kind of stuff, right? Trolling. Trolling? Trolling. Okay, trolling. Uh, giving that advice and trolling. I was starting to hear, I don't know if it's true, but I was starting to hear all this stuff going on. And then uh, uh, also he is connected to a woman that goes here, several women that goes here. And one woman gave another woman advice, it was bad advice. The woman took the advice, and now the woman regret taking the advice. And then, and just all kind of stuff going on, right? And so this person is like, well, I have decided that I'm going to stop going to church. I'll just watch it online. Because people don't like me anyway. They don't like him. He said that people don't like him. And, and so I asked, well, do you give out advice to people? A spiritual advice. And he's like, yeah. I tell them about their mama. I tell them to stop hearing their daddies. I tell them, I get them, I tell them, right? And, uh, and that was interesting to me that he gave out spiritual advice. I wish he was here today, he's not. But uh, that he gave out spiritual advice. And, it, it, and then he told me a whole bunch of stuff that you people are into. And it just offered, but I thought about this when I was going to regular churches where your Bible thumpers read the Bible and, and quote scriptures and carry on. The same thing goes on. You know, the preacher talk about a scripture, about the Bible, and right after church, everybody popping on each other with the Bible or calling each other up with the word or whatever, right? And to me, that's so interesting because it, it let me know that the intellect, which is of the devil, your mind is of the devil, it's amazing that you can tell people, don't do this. Don't give out, you know, don't call each other up preaching at each other. In the women's form and the men's form, we have a rule. What happens at the men's form stay there, stays there. What happens at the women's form stays there. You can't call each other up and, girl, I didn't know you had cancer. <laughs> or why are you eating like that or drinking like that? You know, people don't want to hear that. And plus, you don't know what you're talking about, right? And it just creates a mess. And you, you need to get to know yourself to know you're not supposed to be doing this kind of stuff. Just because you heard the truth doesn't mean you know the truth. And so I asked this of our, the class, we have an entrepreneur academy. And so I was asking the guys in the class, did they do that? And they all admitted, I think they all did. Yes, they did. And I'm like, why you do it? You know, if you haven't succeeded at something, 
How do you know that that's the right advice? If you still have anger, how in the world are you going to give out spiritual advice to anyone? At any time. Because if you have anger, you're still of your father the devil and you have no wisdom. Because God is not going to give you his wisdom and you're Satan your father. It doesn't make sense. And then the people that you're talking to, they're looking at you talking, and they can see you have no idea what you're talking about. Because it's empty, shallow stuff. Empty, shallow. It's coming out empty. It just feels good to you. So I was asking some of the guys about it after I had that meeting. And they said they do it because it just feels good. You know, the ego want to think that it has it. And so when you're giving out spiritual advice to people, and it's just all knowledge, what you read or what you heard, it just feels good to be saying it. And it just puffed up. That makes sense. That's why people do it. Because the ego is still in operation. And it just creates the worst mess. And then, and then people start falling off and don't come back. But the sad thing is, they think, I'm, I, I know about it. You know, they think the Christians here represent me it's like in Jesus' time, and I'm not comparing myself to him because he's my brother, but um, you can't compare Christianity to Jesus or Jesus to the Christians. He was nothing like them. Not at all. Not one iota like them at all. And so this is so important that you've got to get to know yourself because if you still have anger, you can't give out Christianity. If you need it, just say, hey, go to my pastor and get some counseling. Because if you have anger, you do not have wisdom. You don't have it. You deceive yourself. You just have puffed up knowledge. And I know knowledge feels good to the ego. That's why you're supposed to let knowledge go. That's why I say when I'm speaking or you hear someone speaking, let it go in one ear and out the other. Don't hold on to anything. Because when you hold on to it, you get a head full of knowledge. And then everybody emailing each other and Facebooking and FaceTiming and all about knowledge. Everybody want to sound smarter. No wonder God said be slow to speak and quick to hear. But people who are filled with knowledge, they, they, they speak and ask questions. You, I don't want to hear from you. You know what I mean? And then the people you give this knowledge to, they get mad at you. And they think to themselves, they're not brave enough to tell you. Well, if this is what God is about, or if this is what Christianity is about, I don't want anything to do with it. And it just creates mess. I want you to know I have nothing to do with these people. <laughs> because they'll blame me. You know, because you sound like me, you walk like me, but it ain't me. Here's what my life is like, so you know. I go to church on Sunday. I counsel. I do my radio show. I do the TV show. I work around the office. I do speaking stuff and writing stuff. And after I'm done with that, I go home and lock my door. <laughs> I don't be talking to anybody about anything. All right? Just know. And the interesting thing is that when all this mess goes down, the people who get angry at the people who brought the mess, they say, well, I'm not coming anymore. You know, I'm going to stop coming. They don't like me. 
if you were if you didn't have anger, you would never think about if somebody liked you or not. Mm-hmm. You would have compassion for those people. You would still you you wouldn't be personally affected by it at all. But if you get angry because somebody says something about you, then because you don't know yourself, you don't realize it's not them, it's still you. You still had an anger, and, and then these people with the anger, they still go out and give out spiritual advice to other people. Just repeated what they heard. That's not the way to do it, Christians. That's why it's so important to know yourself. Uh, and so I'm thinking, this person is angry and said, well, I'm not coming back, I'm just going to watch it. And, and they say, you notice when church is over, I just leave. I don't talk to anyone. That's anger. That's not love. I can care less. I don't give a second thought who liked me or not. My thing is to love you. You don't have to love me. You don't have to like me. You just have to donate. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that right, Mark? You just have to donate so we can help those who are seeking the truth. And, And because what happens is when anger is gone, the spirit of anger has departed from you. Now you become a son or a daughter of God, and He put an invisible bubble around you and protect you from the world. And so you're not, it's not even in your thought who liked me, who agrees with me. And now you're running away from people because you're upset that they don't like you. And yet you think you're better than they are. It's so insane. This is absolutely insane. So I need to deal with it here. Because it's affecting a lot of things. And I don't know this stuff is happening. And then I hear that men, and we have said, I can't say this is one of the things we talk about in the men's meeting. I've told men over and over and over and over and over again. Never, ever, never, 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 ever gossip. And never do it with a woman. Don't, don't tell women your personal stuff. Don't let them see your weakness. There's an order to life. And men have a responsibility to become sons of God and live that way so that the women and children who need them can see their way to go. But if you gossiping and you're acting like a woman and carrying on, she's not going to like you for that. She sees you as pathetic. And you're not supposed to gossip anyway. And especially a man. How many men gossip? <laughs> Nobody gonna say it now, huh? You can you can admit it in the men's meeting. But it's not uh, it's not love when you do that. It's it's stupid, it's a weakness, it causes destruction. And if you're doing it with someone else and they're doing it with you, they're doing it about you to somebody else. Believe me. You're not the only one that they're gossiping with and you're gossiping with. And I understand how we get some juicy news and stuff. You want to hold it. You know, like, I'm not going to tell anyone. I promise I won't. And they said, child, make sure you don't tell anyone. All right, what is it? What is it, right? And then they tell you, and you're like, oh, my God. But I'm not going to tell it. Right? And then Satan, along the road, walking down the road, he's like, you can tell Larry. Larry won't tell a soul. 
I don't know no Larry, I'm just using the name. John Doe. And John Doe won't tell no one. Tell John Doe. Right? And, and you're like, all right, I, I got to tell John Doe. And you tell John Doe, and now John Doe can't hold it. Just like you couldn't hold it. We have to be, we have to be children of God. Slow to speak, quick to hear. And so I, I want to just let you know I have nothing to do with whatever going on behind us. Once they walk out these doors, I have nothing else to do with it. Right? And if you're overreacting to situations, if you knew yourself, you would, whether the person's right or wrong, you would know that there's something wrong with you, not them. That you're not a Christian either, because if you were a Christian, you really had love, you wouldn't be overreacting to the other people. Isn't that like, is that, is that common sense or is it just me? So, when I become president, I'm going to get rid of all computers. Oh. All, all that stuff. So that way y'all can't be online. <laughs> but cut this out. And don't go on, if, you, if it's happening, don't go on someone else's Facebook page or whatever you do and be following their folks. I don't know if it's happening or not, but you got to set the example and just live and be a human being and stay out of the mess because your heart has been changed. Marilyn, I mean, uh, I, I forgot your first name. What do you think about all this? Marianne. Oh, I think it's uh, wonderful, and also especially the part when you're uh, saying... A little louder for me. I think it's wonderful, especially the part when you say not to tell somebody something. Uh, it's because I figured that out a while back when you say... when. It's like, well, if you have to tell somebody not to say it, what makes you think they can keep it to themselves when you can't keep it to yourself? That's right. Because yeah. you so, already know they're going to tell it. Yes. That's why you said don't say it. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. It's like, I don't know if I've, I, I don't know if I've ever been into the, in, in the habit of saying that to people. But it was like, wait a minute. If you can't keep it to yourself and it's your information, what makes you think they're going to keep it to themselves? That's why yeah. we need to renew the heart. Because when your heart is renewed, you have compassion for your fellow man. And you understand when they share something with you, you understand that that person need help. That's why they're telling you about their own life, not someone else's life. And you're going to, if you have love, God will show you how to guide them in the right way to overcome that. And they're not telling you this for you to run around and tell someone else or even hold it to yourself. It should go in one ear and out the other one. It really should, if you had love. But if you still have anger, you have no love. And so you can't help but do what you do, because Satan is your father. And it goes with the people who read the Bible and quote scriptures, people who listen to, you hate your mama, you hate your daddy, same thing. Satan uses all knowledge against you. That's why it's not good to hold on to knowledge. Let it go in one ear and out the other, and wisdom will come, love will come. And I need to know this, and, I, and this is everywhere, this is not just here, and I'll ask you, uh, right here, should a man, get up boy, <laughs> he's, he's passing the mic like this, he doesn't want the mic holder, uh, are you a Mexican? No. Oh no, Guatemala or something? No. <laughs> Oh, the blast of the message passed the mic like this. <laughs> I don't feel like walking over there. 
just a little easier. <laughs> Should men have a woman as a best friend? That's, that's the question for me. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't think so. You, and I, why not? Because uh, it opens up a lot of possibilities. Um, I think you, at some point you, you find out that you're male and she's female, and you might cross that line. Right. I think um, you share information that sometimes spreads further than you want. When it's pillow talk, yeah. you kind of share information that spreads further <laughs> than you want it to go. Um, I don't think you should be best friend. I don't have a female best friend. I've tried it before, and it didn't work. Uh, That's how come I, I know and well. What, and what made you try it at the time that you tried it? Um, I was looking for something. I had just gotten divorced, and I was introduced to this young lady, and we became great friends. And in the course of 10 to 12 years, we became more than friends, and then it got awkward, and then it became, oh, I can't stand you, I can't stand you. Right. And but she it, knew all your business and all your weaknesses oh, by yeah. that time, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you realize you're not supposed to tell a woman or show weakness at all? Well, I realize that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was something I learned. But yeah. 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 The hard way. Yeah. As Francisco would say, it was a bot lesson. <laughs> yes. That's, 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 Francisco is my buddy. That's why I'm here. Oh, that's why you're here? Yes, sir. Oh, good. This is your first time here? Yes, sir. Oh, what's your name? Delano Townsend. Oh, welcome, man. Thank you. Thank I'm you. glad you made it. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. All right. Let me ask here. Should a man and a woman be best friends? Should a male have a woman as a best friend? I would say no. Why would you say no? Because you, women Would are, you have said no before him? No. Well, yes, I would have said no. Oh, okay. But because women are, I don't know, they're very devious. They're very deceitful. They're not. They're about themselves. They're not so much about other people. Um, and they exploit. Oh, okay. What do you say? Should a man have a woman as a best friend? Um, Honest answers. You know, whatever you think about it. I'm just trying to think. Of, I, I don't know if I would put it that way. What um, way? A best friend. Right. Uh, but I, I, for me, I feel... Um, complimented and you know and I like it if a man um, trusts me enough and enjoys my company enough to be friends but how about should a man have a woman as a best friend a man have a woman as best friend um, isn't it a good question yeah. I guess I'm, it's a real good question I'm totally loving this question this is why uh, God said get to know yourself because it's these types of things you start thinking on. Instead of what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep, and all that kind of mess. Mm-hmm. Well, not mess, but... Well, I don't know. I guess if he's, if he's single, it's okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I guess if he's single, it's Why okay. Why if he's single, um, it's okay? Well, because... Uh, I don't know. Okay, I, I'm just fantasizing about all this stuff, you know, so... Um, Wrong word to be using right now. <laughs> if okay, so if he's single, it's like, but if he has a wife or a girlfriend that he's really interested in, um, I would hope that he would become friends with her. Should a man have a woman, <laughs> a female, as, as a, a best, best friend? friend? Should a man have a, a female as a best friend? Why not? 
<laughs> Is that a yes or no? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, no, no, no. I can't answer that. Uh, you know, obviously, I can't answer that. Okay. So, um, why you think I want to bring this out too? Because this was part of the conversation, and I heard it before. You know, sometimes in here when someone says something that kind of whatever, people tend to laugh sometimes, uh, and. I'm about to ask him to be laughing because some people they're still going through stuff, and they take their issues very seriously. And if you're laughing at them, they don't know how to react to the laughter because they have not overcome, and the issues feel serious to them. So maybe cut out the laughing at folks when okay, they're serious the about now. their issues. No, he should not. He should not have a woman as best friend. I'm sorry. He should not have a woman as best friend unless. Uh, the woman is his uh, wife or girlfriend or fiance or whatever. So you're saying no, a male should not have a female as a best friend? Uh, no. I can't hear you. No. You know what, to be honest with you, I don't know if I even believe in the concept of best friends. I have different people in my uh, life for different uh, reasons. Huh? Should a male have a female <laughs> as a best friend? <laughs> okay, no. Un unless she's the uh, wife or girlfriend. Okay. Should a man have a female f as a best friend, yes no, or no? No, no. Oh, okay, and why not? Um, because um, I, I would think it would be, s s I, I don't know, I would think it would s sort of be s some sort of violation of a relationship that he may have with another woman, you know, such as his wife or girlfriend. What? Because people tend to tell their, quote, best friends th things and, you know, want to do things with them and everything. And if I'm, um, you know, with somebody, and of course, I, don't, I wouldn't want my husband or fiancé to get rid of all his, you know, friend girls or whatever just because I'm there. However, I think I should, um, I would like to, for us to be friends enough for him to want to spend the time with me. Uh so that, the answer is no, a male should not have a female as a best friend, right? Right. Right? I confuse you. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to ask for a drink. <laughs> Let me have a block in orange juice. No, I'm kidding. And you say the reason they shouldn't is what? It's because... Um, if he ha okay, if, if he doesn't have a girlfriend or wife, I guess he could be friends with who he wants. But so are you back to yes, he should? It's okay to have a female as a best friend? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Hold on, Mary. Okay. Um, well, okay. So, okay, because it could, it could create problems yeah. if he has significant other women. Well, he has about no significant others. Uh -huh. It's just a simple question. Should a male have a female as a best friend? Okay. You know what? This probably would be best uh, given to someone else other than me. <laughs> Why are you the best person to represent you? <laughs> because, I don't know, I seem to take a relaxed attitude about certain things. So just tell me what you think about it, yes or no? Um, I've already said it. I mean, if he doesn't have another significant other no, person. No, no, no. Huh? Just give me a yes or no, then I'm going to move on. Should a, male have a, should a male have a female as a best friend, yes or no? I won't ask you why either way, but yes or no? Uh, <laughs> okay, um... What, do, what does God say about it? Oh, Jesus. What does God say about that? What would Jesus do? <laughs> I, I'll come back to you. Okay. Because I'm you. looking at the clock and it's going by fast. Yeah, Give it to James. I'm like, right. Yeah. 
Um, Ryan Williams is asking, Jesse, how do you get to know yourself? Oh, okay. It's not about this question. No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anybody responding to this question? No, but this is from, no. Oh, okay. Nobody's responding to that. All right. Um, what do you think? Should a male have a female as a best friend? Um, should have, would have, could have, should, no, could, yes. No. But should, I How should, How come y'all doing this to me? That's, Did you give me answers? It's verbiage. Should a male have a female as a best friend? Yes or no? No. Why not? Because they shouldn't have a male as a best friend either. They should just do whatever God wants them to have. So if that's what they give them, I guess they could have one. But so who is, shouldn't have a, it, a man shouldn't have another man as a best friend? No, I mean, I'm saying everybody could. No. It's the could and should is a thing. I'm, I don't know if they should. Why is this I happening? don't think they should. They could. I think God lets people do it, but I don't know if they should. Mark, tell him what the question is, please. I just said it. Should a man have a woman as a best friend? Yes or no? No. Bring the mic to No. So you didn't, understand, you didn't understand the question when I asked it? I did, but I just want to say no. And why not? Well... Because it's the should part, whereas a person can have a relationship, but it's the idea that if they're trying to, it diverts from the idea that they could be working on what God wants them. If God wants them to have that, then they probably will. But I don't know. The should is the problem. I don't understand I anything you're saying right now. I'm just saying that it's, I don't think anyone should, but they do. And it's God's will. That's all I'm saying. I didn't ask you about God. Well, you're asking me why. They shouldn't. I'm saying they, they should not be trying to have girls. Or I didn't ask if they should be trying or anything. Right. Should, should a man... Let me go to this guy, because I, I got to move a little faster now. Mark, what do you say? No. And why not? Because it's fake. It's fake? And what, what do you mean? Either the guy really likes a girl, and the girl's using the guy, or the other way around. And they're pretending to just be best friends. Oh, okay. He said no. Okay. I saw one hand right here real fast. No, because you're not supposed to be emotional with a woman. What? You're not supposed to be emotional with a woman. So you say no? Right. Because you're not supposed to be emotional with a woman? Yeah. Are you supposed to be emotional with a man? No. Oh, okay. All right. So here we go. Um, there is a, uh, it's, first of all, it's an honor and a blessing to be a Christian, right? It really is. But until you overcome the anger, you know, I grew up, when I was growing up, I was always told to treat people the way you would like to be treated. You've heard that before, right? But the problem is, in that fallen state, it's impossible to treat people the way you would like to be treated because you are controlled and guided by your father, the devil. And in your father, the devil, there is no good. He's going to force you or entice you or tempt you or influence you to do things that you wouldn't ordinarily do and that you wouldn't want done to you. Really, you cannot help it. Because whomever, if he lives in you, he controls you. Like when he's gone, when God takes him away from you, then God controls you. 
with perfect love. And in perfect love, you can't help but do unto others the way that you would want them to do unto you. But if they don't, it's no problem. It's not a big deal, right? Because you're now guided by perfect love. And perfect love does not judge. It bears all things. It endures all things. It understands what's happening, why the person is doing or acting the way, because you can see what's going on by seeing yourself. And so if you are truly children of God, you would not gossip with anyone about anyone. And if you are truly sons and daughters of God, if you think somebody didn't like you, you would understand something wrong with me for thinking that. Why do I care about that? You have compassion for the other person. So when the temptation comes to make you think that, you automatically resist it because you know that's not from God. It's not from your father. When you are sons and daughters of God, you are all love all the time and you have self-control. You're overcoming your passions. You're not of the world anymore. You're of it, but you're not. You're in it, but you're not of it. You're automatically overcoming the world without your effort because the foundation that God has given you is uh, causing you to overcome because he's all love all the time. And there's never any room for hate because you have a brand new nature now. And so you start to live from within. And you can see when to shut up and when to speak. You really do. Because you're now guided by the light from within. And you simply become a human being and just start living. You don't do your neighbor that way. You don't harass and insult. You pray for your enemy. You don't even do it to your enemies. You pray for your enemy when you have the nature of your father in you. You don't go and gossip and be mad and run off and carry on. And so if you're doing these things, just know you have the knowledge of good, but not the truth of it. You've not been, you've not overcome. That makes sense? Yes. And if you're overreacting to things, know it's because you still have the nature of your father, the devil. Because when you overcome that spirit, you welcome challenges in your life. And you don't go around saying, come on, challenge, bring it on. But you have the insight to know that you're being made perfect in that moment by overcoming that situation. It's not personal. You know what I'm saying? You don't complain about it. You don't pack up your bags and leave because you know that this is making you perfect. And we're supposed to be perfect. As sons of God, we are perfect. If we are truly his sons and daughters. And if you're overreacting, you're not being you're not becoming perfect. That's why a whole lot of people don't believe you could be perfect. So you got to cut this out and you do it by getting to know yourself, being honest with yourself and uh, doing the silent prayer so you can resist the temptation of your father, the devil. It's, it, this shouldn't be happening in churches. I guess it should, because everybody is not, are not a child of God. You know, you haven't been born again. Yes, ma'am. Um, actually, if you can answer me now, or maybe, if you can answer me now, or maybe do a um, teaching a on. A little louder for me. If, if you can answer me now, or maybe at a later date, do a teaching on, um, you know, so you become the new person and everything, and then, 
someone comes up and says, oh, I remember when you were doing this or that and the other and da-da-da. You know, so when you, you know, if that happens, like, how do you deflect that and so forth? That's a good question. So she's saying that once you become a son or a daughter of God and you're overcoming sin, because we all in that fallen state at first and we do some stupid stuff. Have you ever thought about the dumb stuff you did in that fallen state? It's amazing. And then now you have changed and you're no longer in those things. But someone know, knew you at the time when you were doing those things. And they come and say, oh, I knew you when you were smoking pot. Uh, well, that's a very good question because what happens is if you're truly born again of God, you're not going to take it personally. If they try to hurt you with it, you automatically have already forgiven them because your nature is a nature of forgiveness. And so you would deal with it accordingly. You would deal with it in the presence of God in that very moment because you cannot plan how you're going to deal with tomorrow or how you're going to deal with the next issue because you don't know. You know, all you have is right now. That's why God said, come into my present and live for now. Don't think about tomorrow. Yesterday, it doesn't exist. And tomorrow, it doesn't exist. So you have to wait and see how you handle it. But your father, the devil, will try to make you look ahead and prepare to deal with stuff. And when, if it, when it's happening, you don't deal with it properly, it's over for you. And then he come back and say, oh, I thought you were a child of God. I thought you had strength. I thought you were holy, right? He used that against you. Resist that temptation. And just wait to deal with stuff. That makes sense? Because we don't know how we're going to deal with the nation. I have no clue how I'm going to deal with the very thing right here, right now. You know, you just wait and see and live. Yes. Uh, it seems like the devil is a hard taskmaster. He is. He is a great deceiver. He made a promise that he's going to deceive, rob, steal, and kill. That's why you got to overcome his nature. Because, you know, the Bible says every heart is wicked. And the reason that is wicked, because Satan is your father. You fell into temptation by resenting your parents. Unless something else happened before that happened with your parents. The moment you became angry, your heart became wicked. You were, you were not born with a wicked heart. Yes, yeah, right here, Jimmy. I'm, um, I'm thinking about how anger confuses me because yeah. the appearance of anger is different than um, doing something aggressively, like something right, for example. So if I get like aggressive about making a point or getting my needs met, suddenly I become, I feel guilty and shameful. I was like, oh, maybe I was over, oh, and then I get, then I start to f become depressed. So yeah. my anger isn't the, the aggression that I did. My anger is the shame and guilt that I feel about possibly doing something. And it's the, but it's the anger that caused you to do that. And then once you do it, it come back and judge you. Well, so it judges like, Look you. at you. You're an awful person. You just went off on that person. Or you just did this. And now you judge that. Well, so that, it set you up. It made you do it. And then it come back and judge you. It made you condemn yourself. And now you're ready to kill yourself. Well, this is why I feel like I never get angry because I just stay depressed. So it's kind of like <laughs> the other way. So it's kind of like, well, then I'm not going to even go that way. I get angry with myself before it gets there. If right. that makes any sense. Right. Well, what you got to do is, and the reason that's happened because Satan is your father. 
His nature is that. So you just live a life of anger. And, and well, you're covering it up with depression and excuses. And it's a deception. It's, a de- yeah. it's deceiving me to think, well, you're not just angry. You're just a pitiful, sad person. Right, but that's come from anger. Right. It comes from anger, yeah. but it's hard to. Yes, I see it. You see it when you look at in the other direction. You're like, oh, I'm this way because I'm angry. But right. but then you always try to say, no, I'm not angry. I'm not. Right. That's, it makes you lie to yourself. Too. You lie. It makes up excuses. That's why I do not accept excuses from anyone. Because I know Satan is their father, and he's making you make up excuses to keep you in hell. That's the only reason he does it. Because when you excuses, you're lying to yourself. You're serving your father the devil. That's why we got to get to know ourselves so that we can live an honest life from within. When you're honest with yourself without judging, without resentment, without an opinion, then you can live this life that you were created to live. But he got to get past the anger. It's not normal to have anger. So, but is it when you stand up for yourself and it seems aggressive, but afterwards you don't have any sort of resentment or guilt about it? Is that because you really were just doing the right thing then? No. Okay, because it's hard to tell. That's, That's the, why you have to overcome the, the anger. Yeah. You've got to overcome the anger because you're not going to see clearly. Once, do you do the silent prayer? My silent prayer. Not enough. Why, why not? Because uh, I fall asleep very fast. Because you're so depressed. Yes, that's it. <laughs> so I, I recommend you do it at least night and mornings. Okay. And just relax and just do it. Okay. And it'll start to open up itself. Okay. Because it's a spiritual thing and there's nothing you can do about it. But you admit that you're depressed. It is due, due to judgment of yourself and others. And he'll take care of it. All right. But do the silent prayer. Really do it. I've noticed that. And then, James, I want to take some questions from there before I run out of time. I noticed that more and more men and women are like mentally ill. Have you noticed that? When you talk to them, they don't communicate very well. It's like. It's like. And I know that anger. Which is the nature of Satan can cause mental problems because you're looking at a, a, a false reality. You're not looking at the real deal. There's two, two, two ways to live. One is a false way to live and the other one is the real way. But Satan is playing God so he gives you what looked like the real way to live and it's not. It's a way that leads to destruction. As long as you have that anger, you cannot see the way that lives that lives to life, bring life rather than death. And it's so simple. Just be still and know God. Drop the anger. It's, it, there's nothing else you need to be doing. Watching yourself, do the silent prayer, and he'll do the rest. All this other stuff is not even necessary. It's really not. And then you'll be as a child, just simply living, knowing, and you would know that your father got your back without knowing that your father got your back. You wouldn't think, oh, God got my back. And then you won't have to be saying, oh, praise the Lord all the time. That's ridiculous. If you have an earthly father, he was a good man, and you off somewhere hooting at him, and, and somebody asks you about your earthly father, you would say, oh, praise the Lord. He is so good. You just say, oh, daddy, fine. Or whatever, you know. That's the same way with your creator. 
He just wants you to just live. He doesn't need all this other stuff that you do. You've been taught wrong. It's simple. It's easy. He said that my ways are easy. My, my burdens are light. So just live. And like the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees, he'll take care of you. Yes, James. Okay, um, Ryan asked, how do you get to know yourself? By, uh, that's a good question. I'm trying to give you the first step. The first step is to know that you don't know yourself. And because for me, that's what helped to change my life. I asked God to let me see myself, right? Because I really didn't know myself. I knew about everybody else, but I didn't know myself. And so when I asked that, he allowed me to see myself from within. So ask the question of God and then do the silent prayer. But be careful of the thoughts because Satan is going to give you answers to deceive you, to make you think that he is letting you, that that's from God. It's not. All right. So ask God to let you see yourself. And once you truly see yourself, the game is over. It really is. And don't, once you truly see yourself in the right way, you're not going to be able to judge yourself either. It's going to cause you to repent. When I saw my true self from within, I couldn't believe it. Like, wow, I didn't know that. That's what I looked like on the inside. And I felt sad about it because I, a natural sadness came. I didn't make up one it, because I knew I was wrong. But I had no idea what I looked like. So do the silent prayer, and it will be shown to you, buddy. All right? And just cool out. And so once again, I'm not to blame for all this stuff going on. I don't have any control over anyone. I don't want control over anyone. I'm just living my life. I do the prayer. I watch myself. I follow whatever's happening today, you know, in front of me. Yes, last one. Last one. What does it mean to relax in it, like relax in anger? Oh, that's a good, good question. Mark, you judo guy, right? All right. Tell her what it means to relax in anger. Um, don't react. Know you're wrong and just take it. Yes. So, and I'm just, because of time, I want to just add a little bit to what he said. So when something happens and you know you were wrong, and now Satan is feeding your mind. Oh, look what you have done. And now you're having a pain. Of being, you know, that guilt, that pain of being wrong. Right? What you do, if, if you know yourself, and the thoughts and pains, uh, uh, those things are happening, you just relax in it. That's all you do. Don't, don't yell at someone. Don't get drunk. Don't smoke a joint. Don't go to the club. Don't don't go and feed the dogs. Don't call anybody. Just relax in it and go about your day. That's all I mean. Don't fight it at all. Don't run from it because it's all spiritual. And you're, you're being still in that moment and allowing God's will to be done. You're knowing the Father. Be still and he will handle it. Just take it. Take it, take it, take it. Without an opinion about it. Allow yourself to suffer and die because it's the ego that's dying. It's the ego, the not you, that feeling the pain and it doesn't want to die. So it wants you to take some outside action to prevent from yourself from it from dying. But relax 
and take it without any opinion about it. Don't call it good. Don't call it bad. Don't call it right. Don't call it wrong. Just relax. God, he'll take care of it. All right. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, You had a quick question. Where the mic people? That's about you put your mic away already. Yes. Is it true that if I do feel something about whatever, right, that I already have an opinion? And now you're saying don't have an opinion right. about your opinion. The you feel something in here already because you've already judged yourself or someone else, right? Right. But just realize you have. All right. And then just relax. And it's going to be trying to make you have another opinion about it. Yeah. It's going to say, oh, you're a failure. You're weak. It piles on. You're not like Jesse. You're not like whomever, <laughs> right? Don't go for it. Let it pass. And just relax and go about your day. All right. And watch it. Thanks. So, I hope that was helpful. Was that helpful a little bit? And so, don't gossip with anyone and don't allow them to gossip to you. If someone come to you and say, hey, this person did this to me, then you, uh, okay. Did you go to them and tell them or talk to them about it? They're going to say no. And then you say, well, I suggest you do or I, I will. I'm going to tell them you said that. And they'll cut it out quickly. I had planned to get the people together today. The guy that called me, I was going to bring the, uh, his, uh, the people together after this meeting and work that out, but they didn't show up today. Uh, you can't have, you can't give room to the devil. And that's what you do when you gossip and when you hold on to gossip and when you listen to gossip and you hold on to gossip, you're killing yourself. Really, you really are. The devil is controlling you. So you're supposed to have perfect love, and it does not do those things. It's time to let our, as children of God, we should let our light shine. The world need it. I was talking to a lady the other day, and she is the boss of a company, and she has a couple hundred people under her. And I think this is the first time she's been a boss. And so I was asking her, how's it going? And she said, well, the work itself is no problem. It's the people that you deal with. As a boss, that's the problem. I said, yeah, human nature is something else. That's where most of the problems come from, not the word itself, but the humans in those fall, human beings who are in those fallen states. They bring all the hell into the, into the workplace. You know, it's all spiritual. It's not personal. So what I recommend, oh, here's my uh, biblical question. It's a two-part, and I don't know if I ever had a two-part one before. Number one, do you refrain, refrain from evil? Do you refrain from evil? Everybody understand it? Yeah. And then part two is, do you do what is good? Isn't that a good question? You got to get to know yourself. It's so amazing. So amazing. Anyway, thank you for tuning in, folks. We need your support. Don't forget to donate to us. Uh, check out my TV show, The Fallen State TV. It's amazing. And we're also on um, Newsmax TV, Monday through Friday. My radio show is live on Newsmax TV, NewsmaxTV.com. So if you have any of the cables or satellites and things like that, you can watch the show every morning. You can also go to JLPTalk.com and listen. Um, 
this Thursday, April 12th, I believe it is. Uh, come and tell him, Jeremiah. Come on. Take the sticky note out. Jeremiah went to the zoo yesterday. Is that right? Saturday. You went to the zoo? I mean Friday. Yeah. What? Uh, read that. You know how to read? No. Oh, Lord. You're going to embarrass your dad. You're on YouTube. Everybody can see you. So. Yeah, the whole world looking right now. I don't know what any of this is. Uh, you don't know how to read? No, I do. I just don't know what the event is. This says, Andre, please mail the... Oh, not this. <laughs> So start right here and read all the way down to there. Sanctuary cities, border wall, and DACA, where do you stand? BOM, a nationally recognized nonprofit based in Los Angeles, will host a community town hall forum on Sanctuary City, border wall, and deferred action for childhood arrival. The Trump administration is cracking down on illegal immigration and they're at war with Gov. Jerry Brown, Mayor Libby Schaff of Oakland, and other California Democrats over these issues. Should ICE, agent, ICE? Mm -hmm. ICE agents enforce federal immigration laws in California, is a border wall a realistic solution? How will these policies impact people? What do California voters think? Don't miss this town hall with an expert panel and audience Q&A. All sides will be represented and dialogue is encouraged. Thursday, April 12, 2018 at 7 p.m. 6146 West Pico Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, 90035. You better. Irma thinking, you know what, boy, if you don't read that thing right, I'm telling you, that gold change back first. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so this Thursday night at 7 p.m., we're holding a town hall forum on the border wall, Sanctuary Cities in, uh, in DACA. Uh, it's going to be a town hall like never before. We, we have both sides, both points of views who will be here, so you don't want to miss it. This Thursday night, 7 p.m., you can also go to rebuildingtheman.com slash event uh, or events and check it out. All right. I look forward to seeing you here. This Thursday night uh, at 7 p.m. Uh, I think that's it. Don't forget to purchase the books. We have T-shirts and all kind of good stuff. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it, folks. And thank you all for coming. Yeah. Amazing.